A few weekends ago, we invited some friends over for dinner. I was exhausted after a long week of incessant news cycles, work deadlines, the transition to summer with all the driving kids around and keeping their boredom at bay, our democracy unraveling at its seams. There are these moments of overwhelm when it can be hard to imagine things ever being other than they are, but on we go, and I busied myself getting ready to host some guests. When they arrived, my friend asked me how I was doing. It was one of those intentional, really want to know in the depths of your heart, how are you doings? I was tired, I said, but I was going to lean into the potential for joy that being with people I loved would bring. It was a 90 degree day, and we figured we'd have a picnic-style dinner near the water, and we decided to swim on the river near our house. This is always a precarious plan as the bugs get really bad at that time of day, especially near the marsh. But we brought bug spray, long sleeves, and very low expectations. We figured we'd have enough time to swim for a bit, eat, and then hightail it out of there when the bugs got too bad. But then grace and magic. The wind kicked up off the water so that not a bug in creation could land anywhere, let alone on any of us. The breeze cooled things down and the river invited us all into playful communion. Kids jumping into the water, sloshing in the mud, playing with rocks. The sun setting, casting shimmering sparkles on the water's surface. It was perfect. We stayed until after sunset, all of us astonished and tickled at the experience we were having, one that we hadn't expected, could never have planned ahead for, and that filled our cups as we drove away, sun-kissed, wind-swept, and fed. I needed that, more than I even knew at the time. And I know I am not alone in feeling the weight and hopelessness of this time in our wider world. Rights being stripped away everywhere we turn, mass shootings, white supremacy rampant. This is an overwhelming feeling, especially in these summer days when there's another part of me that wants so badly to feel the wistful and carefree abandon of summer. It's hard to feel carefree when there is so much to care about. Like I needed the gentle movement and flow of an evening by the river, I feel a need for hope in this time. In a sermon I gave last fall, um, in a sermon I gave last fall on imagination, I shared the complicated feelings that I was having with this notion of hope, that it had felt at that time and through the pandemic too light a response to what was around us, and that maybe imagination was a more useful posture. But in these days, I want a new definition for hope. I want a hope that is not passive, that does not wait for things to change, does not sit back, but leans in, is on the move, a hope that flows, 
a hope that carries with it the potential for newness, the unexpected way things might turn out if we show up on a warm summer night. This notion of the unexpected is helping me hold hope in new and generative ways. Because what was so miraculous about that evening was not just that it was fun and nourishing, but that it was unexpected. This reminder that life offers possibilities around every corner for change sets free, as Rilke said in our poem, what no one has dared wish for. Writer Rebecca Solnit says that hope locates itself in the premise that we don't know what will happen and that in the spaciousness of uncertainty is room to act. It's the belief, she says, that what we do matters, even though how and when it may matter, who and what it may impact are not things that we can know beforehand. We may not, in fact, know them afterward either, but they matter all the same. Hope is the belief that what we do matters, even though how and when it may matter are things that we cannot know beforehand. I love that. A definition of hope that centers the unknown, especially in this time when there is so much happening in our world to fill us with despair and hopelessness, this definition this definition comforts me. It comforts and also motivates me to look for that spaciousness where there is room to act, to look for grace and magic. And what better time of year than summer for this message? And here I turn back to the river for inspiration. This notion of freeing what waits within, those things that no one dared wish for, it is a good time to be reminded that the answers to what do we do are already in here and out there. We only need free them. Rilke goes on in his poem to say, don't force this, but also don't hold back. Let's pause and take that in for a moment. No forcing, but more importantly, no holding back. This is the lesson of the river, isn't it? No holding back the joy, the rage, the anger, fear, and resentment, and the hope. A hope that flows doesn't hold back. It holds all the things. Life and possibility flow on all around us, often in the simple and barely perceptible ways that we still make things happen amidst the challenges we face spring into action against seemingly unsolvable odds. Our invitation might then be to notice and ask ourselves what might be possible in the spaciousness of our uncertainty? What currents are moving around us that might gather and merge? What simple everyday power might we unleash when we don't force but don't hold back? Another voice to bring into this conversation, Anne Lamott, um, a writer Anne Lamott, in a social media post that she offered after the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. She wrote this in her very self-deprecating and funny way. We're all doomed, she said. Resistance is futile. 
Oh, wait, never mind. What I meant to say was, could somebody please send me the operating instructions? Oh, wait, never mind. Our marching orders are all over the internet. It's not hopeless, not by a long shot. Resistance is not futile. I think it's only one of the hardest things we've ever done. In the days since Roe v. Wade was overturned, she goes on, I have stepped up my do-good efforts, a dependable counterforce to dread. I went to demonstrations, I sent money, I signed petitions. Always, 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 when you don't know what to do, help take care of the poor. I prayed like a mother, an auntie, a grandmother, and I bought some flowers to plant, which is a form of prayer. God only knows how this will all shake down, she continues. But in any case, we should try to get on her good side. It's not hard. God has extremely low standards. <laughs> Pray. Take care of people. Be grateful for your blessings. God only knows how this will all shake down, but in the meantime, pray, take care of people, and be grateful for your blessings. Isn't that a prophetic call in these days? And here is where we need each other. The fraying edges of struggle, stress, and hopelessness will always flap in the winds of the periphery, but we move along. We gather at our rivers with the people around us, the people who float alongside us, not because they hold out some distant hope that things will get better, but because they were called and they showed up. Our companions that make up this community, this community, these fellow travelers sitting beside you in this moment, take a minute and look around and on Zoom. These travelers imbue grace and magic, possibility and potential, each in their own unique ways into this life we share. Unique rivers, estuaries, and streams coming together to form new bodies of water, new pathways and possibilities to individual and social change. Their currents keep us moving. Even when the winds have changed, our waterways twist and turn so we can't see which direction we're headed, they keep us moving. How are you doing, they ask. For hope to flow in these days, we need each other. And we also need something else. At one point during our riverside picnic, I looked out over the water. The tide was going out, the river was white-capped from the wind, and my heart felt so still. Sitting beside a river is one of the places where I feel closest to God and the holy. Hearing the water lap the shore, seeing it move by, carrying with it all manner of unexpected and surprising things, rope entwined around clumps of marsh hay, sea foam, dried reeds. My spirit lifted at the way this body of water moved. It took no notice of what transpired on the shore. It was steady and unwavering. It came from some unknown place on its way to some other. It was both the source and the place of rest. It was the active inspiration and the letting go. It was the embodiment of hope, 
and reminded me that there is a holy current flowing, infinite in its presence, that moves beneath us. So, when you take to the road this summer, gather with friends and family when you go to the river, what possibilities await you in this time? Where is your grace and your magic? What are your versions of prayer, taking care of people, and gratitude? For my part, I am going to pray as the river does. Pray with movement that has the power to cut into sides of creek beds and unleash rocks, gaining strength from currents that feed me and sustenance from the known and unknown ways that life continues to flow on. I am going to take care of people, ask, how are you doing, and genuinely want to know the answer, both of my fellow companions and also whole populations of people, the poor, the oppressed, those on the margins, who will bear the brunt of our democracy's eroding. How are you doing? Then act accordingly. And I am going to have gratitude for the blessings of these summer days that remind me that there is so much beauty in this world and life to enjoy and then to fight for. I am going to hold these definitions of hope for now. Hope as movement, traveling alongside each other, trusting, believing in tomorrow, and helping each other to believe in the world's ability to flow on. Hope as leaning into uncertainty and the unknowable, taking wisdom from the river. A river that, as our story from earlier explored, is a thread, a meeting place, a mystery. A river that is depth, reflection, and connection. A river that flows and whose story is not finished being written. The story of this moment is not finished being written. I don't know how this will all shake down, only that our moments are full of potential for the unexpected and unknown to flourish, full of ways big and small to act, to show up, and through this influence the trajectory of these times in ways that we may never know, but that matter all the same. So as we move into these summer months, may what we do flow from us like a river. Let us not force or hold back, but with steady, unwavering presence, look for the unexpected, the opportunities that present themselves, those experiences we could never have planned for, the grace and magic of a windswept and bugless summer night. Let us lean into the movements around us, the currents that connect bodies of water together, mingling salt and fresh, creek and stream, river and ocean, all flowing toward one place that is both a source and a destination, a place out of which and into which we sing as Rilke wanted to sing like no one has yet ever sung before our song of peace, of justice, and hope that flows. Amen. And may it be so, and let us sing together hymn number 108, My Life Flows On, an Endless Song.